0: And we are live. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. Bienvenidos, senoras y senores. This is the AI Ball Podcast brought to you by none other than Silverback Sports at ShopSilverback on Twitter and ShopSilverback.com. Com. I'm your host, as always, Robbie Gutierrez. You can find me on Twitter at Rob G1063. Be happy to talk NAI Baseball with you whenever you want, 24 7, 365. This is a special edition of the NAI Ball Podcast. It is the conference preview show. We are about to break down every single conference tournament in the nation. We're going to talk about some of the regular season champions, whose tickets already been punched to go dancing. We're going to talk about some postseason baseball bubble teams, and AI ball might be going to Lewiston. You're going to have to find out here in a little bit, but every single conference broken down right now on this podcast, and you know what? It wouldn't be the same without the foremost authority on AI baseball, Mr. AI ball himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cody Butler. Cody, what's going on today,
1: man? I'm just fired up, Robbie. Special postseason edition of the AI ball podcast. Uh, we have big things lined up.
0: It is going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, high energy in here as it should be for everybody else this week, this weekend, no matter when your conference tournament is, it's going to be awesome. Cody, man, I love postseason baseball. I could tell you a million and one stories from the six years I got to work in the NAI, whether as as a player or as a coach or anything like that, as a broadcaster, just the amazing time I had with playoff baseball in the NAI from Red River Athletic Conference tournaments to Sooner Athletic Conference tournaments to the Sun Conference tournament. Just incredible memories. It's high octane, high action, high electricity. Everybody's pumped up. Every pitch feels like it's do or die. Teams are playing for their season. Seniors or some of them are playing for their career, and it's absolutely incredible. I love this time of year. It is my favorite time of year, and I get about 10 DMs a day about postseason play and that is my favorite we get to pretend like we're joe Lenardi and break down brackets and who's in the tournament who's not all day long it is absolutely fantastic i know you love this time of year also but before i get your thoughts on that i wanted to give a shout to all the seniors who just this past weekend spent their final time getting to wear that jersey with that school name across their chest and that was the last time they got to step between the white lines. And it's a tough thing to do. And it's an emotional moment for a lot of guys. And whether you made your conference tournament or not, we at NAI Ball want to thank you for interacting with us, for listening to us, for retweeting, for liking the tweets, you know, for just being around and, and choosing to play your baseball in the NAI. And I realize not everybody got the same experience that that I did as a player, coach, and and broadcaster covering NAI athletics and, and certainly doing this, but it is incredible. You know, it, it's something that, that changed me for the better. Um, you know, you hear me say it often that Jeremy Kennedy and Robert Garza, I, I owe them so much because they took a kid from nowhere, South Texas, down on the border in McAllen and allowed me to go to Northwood, Texas and made my life absolutely amazing and gave helped give me the tools and the experience I needed to, for some of the things that followed and Cody, man, the, the experience to sit here with you and talk in AI baseball came from those guys taking a chance on me and bringing me nine hours North to Dallas and allowing me to go out there. And then when I got there, preparing me for life ahead. So I owe so much to them. And when I was a senior, it meant a lot to me that I was able to to celebrate with them. So, you know, for you guys that that laced it up one more time, congratulations. Congratulations on on a career. Congratulations on all the years that you got to play baseball. And we're super thankful for y'all here at NAI Ball. Cody, man, I know you wanted to say some stuff about it also. And it, it's, a, it's a big deal for you because you're connected to these programs as well.
1: Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to every kid that laced up the cleats and everyone that played. And, you know, you're appreciated. And I think a lot of people – When they signed up to play in the IY baseball, maybe they didn't realize it, but you're definitely appreciated and you're valued. So people are watching you, even when you don't realize it. You know, there's someone out there watching you. So always give it your all. And for those kids that gave it their all, we're really appreciative of that.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. There. Moving on here to our regular season champions list. We'll let you know who won the regular season titles for each and every conference, as well as which teams have already punched their ticket first and foremost Appalachian Athletic Conference congratulations to Tennessee Wesleyan in the American Midwest congratulations to Freed Hardeman CalPAC University of Antelope Valley has punched their ticket they are going dancing they are the CalPAC regular season champions in the CCAC St. Xavier has punched their ticket to the big dance in the Crossroads League Huntington is into the tournament as well in the GSAC just a one-bid league but still A huge accomplishment by William Jessup to come all the way back and be able to win the conference regular season title. In the GPAC, Concordia University, Nebraska has punched their ticket and they will have more baseball after the GPAC tournament. In the HAAC, William Penn University has their best finish in the HAAC history that they've been in that conference. They are the HAAC regular season champions. In the KCAC, Oklahoma Wesleyan is on to the big dance. In the Mid-South Conference, Cumberland, out of Kentucky, wins the regular season title. In the North Star, Bellevue wins the regular season title there. In the Red River Athletic Conference, LSU Shreveport is into the tournament as they are the regular season champions. They will take one of the bids in that league. In the River States Conference, IU Southeast has punched their ticket and they are going dancing. In the Sooner Athletic Conference, USAO is the regular season champion. In the Southern States Athletic Conference, Faulkner has advanced to postseason play. More baseball for them after the Southern States Athletic Conference tournament. In the Sun Conference, Southeastern University finishes off a big weekend for them. They could not drop a game, they got it done against Thomas. Southeastern is the regular season champion of the Sun Conference for the first time in history. And in the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, it was a mess. We reported on it every single day for about five days in a row, but Indiana Tech is the winner of that conference, and they have punched their ticket. Cody, man, you've got every single team that won a conference tournament, or excuse me, the regular season title here in their respective conference. There's definitely been some teams who jump off the page. William Penn, that's their best ever finish in the HAAC. All they had to do was finish better than sixth, and that would have been their best one ever. And There's definitely been some surprises this year.
1: Yeah, you mentioned William Penn. They went worst to first. Last year, they were the worst team in the heart conference. Uh, They only won eight games. And you look at what they did this year to win the conference. William Pitt definitely jumped off the page. William Jessup, you know, they weren't really the team we were thinking of. You look at those three or four teams. They closed the season 19-1, won won 19 of their last 20. And uh, you got to give credit to science and Arts; They lost that series to Oklahoma City, so OCU was breathing on their neck. 18-game winning streak for the Drovers. Hats off to them.
0: Yeah, big time there at USAO. William Jessup's been fantastic down the stretch as well. And then, like you said, William Penn. Also, I got I to go with Antelope Valley. I got to say, Antelope Valley, uh, it looked like Ben Mesa had everything wrapped up. They had a big series. Antelope Valley went, at, went in there and just got business taken care of. They walk away with the bid. So a huge weekend coming up for the CalPAC, especially with that tournament with the Antelope Valley. Even if they won the tournament, it would be the runner-up team, but we'll get into that in just a moment. And for the folks at home, Cody and I are excited to announce that the Fairbridge Inn and Suites in Lewiston, Idaho, is the official NAI ball hotel for the NAI World Series. The Fairbridge Hotel would love to host you during the NAI tournament in Lewiston, located in downtown Lewiston, next to many restaurants and only a mile from the ballpark. The Fairbridge Hotel offers free hot breakfast and free wireless internet. Relax each evening in the hot tub or cool down in the outdoor pool the fairbridge hotel has everything you need to make a relaxing getaway while you enjoy the games when you call the fairbridge hotel ask for the nai special rate call them at 208-746-3311 that's 208-746-3311 or visit online at fairbridgelewiston.com that's fairbridgelewiston.com once again The Fairbridge Inn & Suites in Lewiston, Idaho, the official hotel sponsor of NAI Ball. Shout out to my man, Cody, for making good things happen. And Cody, once again, you're going to the World Series. Tell everybody at home about that. I know uh, you're excited for it. I wish I could be there. I can't, but I'm excited for you.
1: Well, yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, going to Lewiston last year was the best experience of my life. Uh, it was the best trip of my life. I um, I was there for the first game. I was there for the last. Uh, we made some things happen. You know, we really wanted to get back out to Lewiston this year, and uh, we're so grateful to the Fairbridge Inn for allowing that to happen. Uh, so I'm just really looking forward to working with them this week.
0: It's going to be absolutely awesome. I, I know I'm excited uh, for you. I'm excited that this partnership happened for us here at NAI Ball, and, and I'm a little jealous that I don't get to go to Lewiston with you. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, Cody, was bubble teams. There are some teams around the nation who are on the bubble. The NAI does things a little bit, they have the tournament that is most relatable to Division 1, but it's backwards of Division 1, whereas in Division 1, you win your conference tournament, you get an automatic bid. Everything else is an at-large. In the NAI, it's totally different. It's automatic bids for regular season, automatic bids for tournament runner-up, automatic bids for tournament champ. But there there are very limited at-large bids. And this is already a national tournament that is smaller than the NCAA Division I tournament. And you're talking about, at the most, 14 at-large bids here. Now, the reason I wanted to talk bubble teams, Cody, was because you already have some teams that have probably bid to be host sites that can take one of those at-large bids if this weekend or this week doesn't go well for them. And so there is a lot of pressure on a lot of teams around the nation to not go to and barbecue and play good baseball. Who are some of those teams that are right now on the bubble that might be on the outside looking in or might be just on the inside of making that tournament?
1: I think there's one team that you can look at and I believe deserves to be on the inside, and that's Benedictine Mesa and the Pack. They led that conference for three months. Um, the winner of the regular season gets a bid. Uh, they didn't play their best baseball against UAV. They snuck up. You got to credit the Pioneers. They deserved a bid. They earned it. But I also believe Ben Mesa earned a bid, 43 wins. They've been outstanding. It's their third year. And the Red Hawks, I believe, deserve a bid. They have a chance to earn it through a Pack tournament, but I think that's one of those when they didn't get the bid and UAV stole it, because UAV wasn't going to get, you know, they weren't an at-large team. They needed to win it, and they did. But I think Ben U's a team that's on that line. I think Taylor's another bubble team. Um, I think with the ability for them to host, it's possible. Uh, I think they're close. So I think there are several teams that just, you know, didn't get the bid through conference. Lion, Arkansas, another team, I think it's really close. They have a, Obviously, they didn't win the bid yet, but I think they're a team that could possibly sneak up and get an at-large.
0: You know, one of the, the conferences I pay a lot of attention to is the one that I was in and got to coach in in the Sun Conference, and there, you really have two teams that are going to be in. One of these Southeastern St. Thomas, I think those two teams are in. But then it comes down to you have Weber International, thirty three and eighteen, Kaiser University, thirty two and nineteen, and Warner, thirty two and nineteen, all vying for maybe a three bid league, a four bid league, and it's going to be really tough. Now, if you switch the tournament around and and do things the other way. You obviously have those teams get in, in my opinion. But, Cody, do you think the Sun Conference can be a four-bid league? And at the same time, you have the same exact problem in the Golden State Athletic Conference. Because in the GSAC, you have a ton of teams with winning records, a ton of teams with some good records. You know, William Jessup, maybe they don't win the GSAC tournament. You know, you've got Westmont. Who's the fourth seed, I believe, maybe the fifth seed in that tournament? It's going on right now as we speak. I mean, it, it's insane what's going on over there. The Masters 32 and 15, Westmont 33 and 12, Hope International finished third in that conference, and then Arizona Christians 38 and 17. How many teams, Cody, do you think from the Sun Conference will get an at large bid? How many teams from the GSAC minus the one seed that they each get, the one automatic qualifier that they each get?
1: When you start looking at the Sun Conference, that's arguably the best conference in the country. Um, I think they're going to get several teams in that large bit. I mean, I think you draw the line all the way down to Kaiser. You know, me and you talk about it a good bit. Is Kaiser in, are they out? And I think all the way up, I think all those teams will be in. Um, And you look at the GSAC. I don't think they're going to get that many. I think the GSAC may get two. I think it may just be two. Um, I think they'll definitely get the tournament champion, obviously. And then I think, can we agree? It just really depends on who the other team is. Um, You look at Westmont, their top 15 team all year. They were highest number three. Yeah. Westmont may get the benefit of the doubt, but let's talk about William Jessup. Like you mentioned, William Jessup, 19 and one in their last 20, they stole the conference title, regular season champion, but they're nowhere to be found on the receiving votes list. I mean, they're not even receiving votes nationally. I mean, no one's been talking about them really. So are they going to get a bid? Like, how is that going to work if they don't win the tournament? Are they going to catapult and jump everybody? I think it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think it's incredible. I think one of the, Good things about the way that this tournament is done is until there's a champion crowned, we can speculate all we want, but once each conference tournament has starts having champions crowned, and we look at whether that number of that large bid shrinks any, and it's going to shrink. There are going to be upsets. It happens every year. Then you can start to say, well, nine at large bids left. Here's who's in. Here's who's out. And and it just gets better and better as as the week goes on. So I'm definitely excited for it. One of the things I I did want to talk about was with the automatic qualifier, there's certain conferences who get two bids. One of those being the AII, who only has a five team tournament, the Association of Independent Institutions, and it's Georgia Gwinnett, Talladega, Edward Waters. College of the Ozarks, and Fisher, and I believe this is the fifth straight year that all five of those teams have been selected. And while there's plenty of teams in the AII, only a certain amount of those teams are postseason eligible. The AII gets two bids for a five-team tournament. It's been the same five teams year in, year out, and there's only a certain amount of teams who are postseason eligible. I I just think that's that's wild. So uh, that's definitely a tournament to keep your eye on. Uh, We'll go over that as one of the first tournaments that we will talk about here. But we will kick things off with our conference tournament rundowns right after we tell you about our friends over at Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports, the official sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Alpha in arm care and training essentials. Premium and durable materials for individual and team use, always available at ShopSilverback.com. That's ShopSilverback.com and at ShopSilverback on Twitter. Silverback Sports, unlock the Silverback in you. We kick things off in Kingsport, Tennessee at the Appalachian Athletic Conference Tournament from Hunter Wright Stadium. Two pods in this one, Cody. Pod A winner, pod B winner each qualify for the national tournament. Pod A looks like this. The number one overall seed, Tennessee Wesleyan, went 44-8 and eight this season. Number four seed Reinhardt went 27 and 22. Number five seed Point went 29 and 21. And the number eight seed Milligan went 20 and 24. In pod B, it's Brian, the number two overall seed in the AAC tournament, went 35 and 13. The number three seed is Truett McConnell. They were 27 and 17. The number six seed Bluefield, 23 and 23 on the year. And then the number seven seed Union, 24 and 22. Cody, the way we're going to do this is I'm going to ask you for your thoughts on each conference tournament. And then I would like to know your champion, your dark horse, give me one from each pod, considering that the winner of each pod makes the national tournament.
1: All right, well I have Tennessee Wesleyan obviously is the front runner and the favorite to win pod A. I mean you just look at some of their players. Braden Mosley hitting three eighty seven with sixteen home runs. Cole Bel Air who we, you know, Coach Barry spoke highly of this year, one eight O 0 Um if I had to pick a dark horse there it's point. You know, Point always seems to find a way this time of year. It's like, it doesn't matter what the Skyhawks record, they play their best brand of baseball at this time of year. Pod B, Brian, you know, obviously I'm going chalk. I think the number two team, I like Brian there. Truett McConnell, I'm going to kick it back to you when I finish. Do you think this is a three-conference league? Do you think Truett McConnell could get an at-large, possibly as a third team already receiving votes nationally?
0: Yeah, no, I I mean, to answer your question there, Truett McConnell was on top of this league for, for a long time. There was a point during the season where we were talking about Tennessee Wesley and Are they going to climb back into this league? And they obviously did. They were outstanding down the stretch as they always are. And they're a team that that's looking incredible. They're 44 and eight on the season. They went 21 and six in conference, but they did not start out 21 and six. They started very slow in conference play uh, to answer your question. I think, yes. And I'll, I'll let you finish right now, but I, I have to agree with your, with your selection of, of Truett McConnell. If there's a, If it was a three-team league, it would be them.
1: Finishing out, I do think it's going to be chalk. I like Tennessee Wesleyan and Brian both advancing. I like those teams. I think that's just going to be awesome. I think they have a great little rivalry. I don't know if there's bad blood on the field, but I think just from a competitive standpoint, it's just a great matchup in state rivalry. So um, I think those two are going to be uh, dancing in Kingsport for the final. 100%
0: agree with you there. My selection, Tennessee Wesleyan, I think in pool A, it's, it's them versus the field. Uh, and I would take Tennessee Wesleyan. And then for my dark horse, I have to agree. Point. Billy Brand has been really good this year for Point. But I still think Point might be the dark horse. But I, I just don't see Tennessee Wesleyan losing that pod. In pod B, Brian as well. Uh, I could see Truett McConnell pulling something off. And so they are my dark horse as well. Greg Elder Jr. That's throwing it up there. That's a high velo. Numbers right there: four point five ERA, six and one record, fifty seven innings pitch, ninety six strikeouts in fifty seven innings pitch. Greg Elder Jr. is a name that you're going to have to remember coming up here, possibly for the Major League Baseball amateur draft. That's a high velo guy, maybe a little bit of of help with control, and he will be outstanding. Fifty seven innings pitch, ninety six strikeouts is an insane number. Moving on here to the American Midwest Conference. From Joplin, Missouri, at Joe Becker Stadium, who qualifies for this tournament? Will the tournament champ and the tournament runner-up? So here's what it looks like: the number one overall seed is Fried Hardeman University. They are 39 and 14. The number two seed is Columbia. The number three seed, Missouri Baptist. The number four seed, Lion. The number five seed, Central Baptist College. The number six seed, Lindenwood Belleville. The seven seed is Harris Stowe State, and then the eight seed is Park the way this tournament starts off, Freed Hardeman will take on Park, Columbia versus Harris Stowe, Lion versus Central Baptist College, and MOBAP versus Lindenwood Belleville. Cody, give me your thoughts on the American Midwest Conference.
1: You know, I think Freed Hardeman's been the best team all year. They made that run at the end of last season, starting around this time, a year ago at this date. You know, they made that run into Lewis and finishing as the national runner-up. Uh, they're my pick to click. I think they're going to win the conference. They've been the best team in the regular season, 26-4 and four through 30 games. I think they're going to be your champion. I think they're going to advance to the national tournament, obviously, regardless of what happens <laughs> here. But uh, I think for a dark horse, I, I'm going with Lion. I think Lion's been great most of the year. Last couple of weeks, I think they'd agree that they've had a couple of setbacks, but I think they have the talent to compete.
0: So I'm going to have to go with Fried Hartman as well as my tournament champion, but my dark horse is going to be Missouri Baptist. I think uh, Josh Ray has been incredible this season. For MOBAP, 3080 0 7-1 record, 73 innings pitched, 92 strikeouts, holding opponents to under 200 batting average on the year. Uh, I think Lion, absolutely, I could see that team, your pick of Lion being the runner-up, the dark horse in this tournament. I could absolutely see it. But I'm just going to go with Missouri Baptist here, who went 33-15 and 15 in the regular season. The American Midwest Conference, both Cody and I, taking Freed Hardeman as our potential tournament Champion for the AII, it happens down in Lawrenceville, Georgia, at the Grizzly Baseball Complex on the campus of Georgia Gwinnett. Who qualifies for this tournament? The tournament champion and the tournament runner up. So you make the championship game and you are going dancing. Not exactly sure who's playing who yet in this tournament, but the teams look like this the number one overall seed at 40 and 11 is Georgia Gwinnett, the number two seed is Talladega, three Edward Waters, four Fisher. And five, College of the Ozarks. Cody, how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, I like it to run chalk as well. I think the top two teams will advance. I like Georgia Gornett and Talladega. You know, last year, Talladega pulled off the upset. They won the AI tournament over GGC. So I think it'll be a competitive series. I think Edward Waters has always played well. And I got to look out for the Bobcats. So I think it'll be a good weekend of baseball. But I like Georgia Gornett and Talladega to advance.
0: I think this is going to be... an interesting tournament. I think Georgia Gwinnett is in. I'm, I'm going to go with them as the tournament champion for myself. I'm also going to go with Talladega as the tournament runner-up. The interesting one that I'm willing to really watch will be Fisher. 38-13 and 13 on the season. They've been kind of quiet. We haven't talked about them a lot. I'm interested to see if they make some noise during the AII tournament. But Talladega is my other team, along with Georgia Gwinnett, to make the national tournament. David Balia, shout-out to all the bullpen pitchers out there. One three zero. ERA with nine saves on the season in 27 and two thirds innings pitched. The CalPAC NAI West Group Tournament from Ho'okam Stadium in Mesa, Arizona. Who qualifies for this? Well, Antelope Valley has already punched their ticket, but the tournament champion also qualifies. If Antelope Valley is the tournament champion, it'll be the runner up from the tournament that will qualify. The number 1 overall seed in this tournament is the University of Antelope Valley. They went 31-17 and 1. The number 2 seed is Ben U Mesa, 43 and 11. The number 3 seed is the University of British Columbia, 27 and 18. The number 4 seed, Marymount out of California, 22-19 and 2. And then the number 5 seed is Corbin, 19-21 and 1. Marymount plays Corbin. Ben Mesa versus British Columbia, and then the game one winner between Marymount and Corbin will take on Antelope Valley. Cody, how do you see this one playing out?
1: I like Benedictine Mesa to win this bid. I think they're going to take the bid. I think they're going to win the tournament. You look at Kelby Richardson hitting 439, 97 hits this year. Sean Baraldo has 74 RBIs. I like Ben Mesa. I think they've been good. I've been on them all year. Uh, I like them to win the tournament.
0: I'm going to go with Ben Mesa also. You're talking about really a one bid for this tournament. I think that's going to be Benue Mesa. I think whether they face off with UAV in the championship game, or even you know if they win the championship, I think Benedictine Mesa has been absolutely fantastic this season, and they deserve to be in the tournament whether they're in that or not. But I think at the end of the day, in the Calpack, it'll be Benue Mesa. The CCHC, Chicagoland Athletic Conference, out of Joliet Route 66 Stadium in Joliet, Illinois. Two teams qualify out of this conference, and one has already advanced. St. Xavier University is the number one overall seed, and they are the regular season champion. The tournament champ will move on as well. It'll be the runner up if the tournament champion is St. Xavier. So St. Xavier, the number one overall seed in this tournament, 31 and 13. The number two seed is St. Francis out of Illinois, 28 and 19. The three seed is Olivet Nazarene. The four seed, Trinity Christian, 26, 18, and 1. The five seed, Robert Morris, six seed, St. Ambrose University. 7th seed, Roosevelt, and then the eight seed is IU South Bend. Cody, give me your picks.
1: I think St. Xavier is the best team in the conference. I like them to win the championship, but I think they did with SXU winning the regular season. Uh, I remember the Trolls making some noise last season. Uh, they stole a bid, went on down to Kingsport in the opening round. I think they'll do that again this year, and I think they're going to go dancing.
0: Yeah, I think uh, St. Xavier is definitely the favorite in this tournament. St. Francis has played well there. 28 and 19 on the year. Anthony Farron, 403 average, five home runs, 34 RBIs. But you know what? I'm going to take Olivet Nazarene. Uh Graham Burke on the mound has been really good for ONU this year. 7-3, 304 ERA, 53 in a third innings pitch, 59 strikeouts. And I just think that Olivet Nazarene, for some reason, just jumps off to the page for me right now. So that's who I'm going to take as the dark horse in this tournament. Obviously, St. Xavier has already punched their ticket and they are moving on. The crossroads league. Will be hosted at Taylor University in Upland, Indiana. Regular season champ Huntington has already advanced to the opening round tournament. The tournament champion or runner-up, if it is Huntington who wins the title, will move on to the opening round tournament as well. Huntington, twenty-five and twelve. Mount Vernon Nazarene, thirty-six and fifteen on the year. Marion, twenty-five and eighteen. Indiana Wesleyan, twenty-one and twenty-seven. And then Taylor. Is thirty-five and sixteen, Cody? This is a huge tournament for Taylor, because you're talking about a team who really is in contention for an at-large bid if they play well. Thirty-five and sixteen, they had an absolutely fantastic non-conference schedule, but fifteen and twelve in the Crossroads League. Tell me a little bit more about this conference. Yeah, I
1: think this is a really. competitive matchup I think there's a bunch of teams that could you know I think Indiana Wesleyan at one point this year was really strong I'm actually picking Marion I think when you have an ace like Matt Burleton is one of the best pitchers in the country 1.44 ERA 81 innings pitch he was a dude last year I mean he's just I think when you have someone out there that can go out there and do it potentially twice um but their season on the line Marion has to win this tournament they know that so uh, I'm picking the Knights
0: I'm gonna go with Mount Vernon Nazarene uh, thirty six and fifteen on the year. They went nineteen and eight in in conference play. Ashton Myers, three ninety average, ten home runs, fifty eight RBIs. He jumps off the page to me when I look up stats in this conference. And so they will be my second team that'll play alongside Huntington in that conference championship game. What I would really like to see here is, you know, Mount Vernon Nazarene and Taylor playing in an, in the championship game, and then it all comes down to. The winner of that game gets the bid, but at the same time, I think that helps Taylor's case a lot to make the postseason and to get into that opening round tournament. The Golden State Athletic Conference going on right now, and as we speak, game one has just wrapped up. Cody, give me the breakdown of what's going on out in the GSAC tournament.
1: The four-seeded Westmont Warriors take down the fifth-seeded, the Masters Mustangs, 16-15. to 15. Yeah, you heard me correct. Westmont beats the Masters 16-15. to This game went 12 innings. I'll tell you how it ended really quickly. Walk-off RBI. A little anti a walk. Ended with a bases-loaded walk. And a game this thrilling you kind of would hope for a little more, but the Masters had their chance. TMU led by four runs in the ninth inning. Westmont put up a four-spot. The Mustangs led by two runs again in the tenth. Westmont kept fighting back, two-spot. Uh, Westmont just survived in advance. They kept fighting. And they will take on top-ranked William Jessup later tonight.
0: Definitely a crazy matchup there between Westmont and the Masters. Would not expect anything less in the GSAC. The GSAC has been absolutely dog-eat-dog all year. Teams moving around all season long. It's it's just been absolute pandemonium in that conference. The GPAC, though, we, we will move on to here. Two seeds make this tournament. And one of them has already punched their ticket. Concordia University out of Nebraska, they are going dancing. So the tournament champion or runner-up, if the champion is CUNE, will also move on to the opening round tournament. In the Concordia bracket, the number one overall seed in the conference, Concordia University out of Nebraska, went 29-17 and this year. They are the one seed. Dakota Wesleyan who is the four seed overall, went 22 and 21. The five seed Mount Marty, 25 and 19. And then the eight seed Doan, 18 and 28. That is the Concordia bracket. Dakota Wesleyan will take on Mount Marty. And then Concordia University, of Nebraska will take on Doan. In the Jamestown bracket up in North Dakota, University of Jamestown is the top seed in that bracket. They went 31 and 16 this year, the number Two seed in that bracket is Midland, the three seed overall in the tournament. Then it is Northwestern out of Iowa, who went 21 and 23. And then Morningside went 26 and 17. Jamestown, Morningside, Midland, Northwestern. Cody, one more bid up for grabs in the G Who gets it?
1: All right, man. This is our first reach of the tournament, but nothing goes as projected. So you got to think outside the box. And I like the Morningside Mustang offense. I'll tell you what, I like Morningside, the number seven team in the conference. And I'll tell you why. I like their bracket. I, I really do. I like them in that they got to win a really tough game versus Jamestown. They get past that matchup. They win that bracket. All they have to do is get into a final. Hope they need Concordia on the other side to play really well. And if they get into that final, they're going dancing. And that's my pick, man. I like Morningside to get it done this weekend.
0: I'll tell you what. That's a good one. I, I Definitely, they jump off the page to you there. They went 14-13 and 13 in conference, but 26-17 overall. I'm going to go with Mount Marty. Uh, Mason Townsend, hitting 386 this season with six home runs and 37 RBIs. I think Mount Marty has an opportunity to be the second team. Maybe if Concordia, Nebraska, maybe a little bit on their heels. Uh, they're already into the tournament. Don't want to get anybody hurt, kind of conserving arms. But always, being tournament champion also helps a ton, keeps the momentum rolling. But for some reason, just Mount Marty jumps off the page to me at 25 and 19, 16, and 12 in GPAC. Play the Heart of America Athletic Conference from U.S. Baseball Park in the Ozark. Missouri tournament champion and runner-up qualify for this one. The number one overall seed, William Penn University. The number two seed, Central Methodist. Three, Clark. Four, Benedictine. Five, Mid-American Nazarene. And six seed, Peru State. There will be, and this might be my fav- one of my favorite tournaments because they have play-in games, Mount Mercy versus Missouri Valley in a play-in game. Winner, keeps their season alive. And then Baker versus Culver Stockton in a play-in game, winner keeps their season alive. Cody, first and foremost, who is the tournament champion? Who's the runner-up?
1: So we're going to do it a little backwards from the regular season. Uh, William Penn finished one, CMU two. I like Central Methodist to win the tournament. And I like William Penn to finish as the runner-up. I have to say, I agree with you though, Robbie. I really do like the play-in games. Just a one-game, single elimination, you know, season's on the line. I absolutely love it.
0: I agree with you. I love it as well, and I agree with you on your selection. Absolutely agree with you on your selection. I think Central Methodist is going to win the tournament. William Penn will be the runner-up. I think Clark, 26-19. I could also see Clark being a team that will make some noise in this tournament depending on how the bracket unfolds, who they get matched up with. Uh, Jacob Kerman has been good for them this season. 256 ERA, 8-2 two record, 77 and a third innings pitch, 78 strikeouts, but you cannot ignore Peyton Long at Central Methodist with a one-eight-three ERA, 9-2 record, 78-2 innings pitch, 102 strikeouts. Also want to give a shout out to Michael Slayton at Benedictine, 494 average, 12 home runs, and 36 RBIs. The KCAC from the Great Bend Sports Complex in Great Bend, Kansas. Who qualifies for this tournament is the regular season champion. So, congratulations to Oklahoma Wesleyan, as we mentioned earlier. If Oklahoma Wesleyan does not win the tournament, the tournament champ will. If they do, then it'll be the runner up in the tournament. The number one overall seed is Oklahoma Wesleyan with a 39 and 9 record. The number two seed is Tabor, who went 36 and 16 this year. The number three seed is York, four seed McPherson five-seed Sterling, and the six-seed Kansas Wesleyan. The tournament will open like this. Oklahoma Wesleyan, Kansas Wesleyan, Tabor versus Sterling, York versus McPherson. Cody, man, break it down for me.
1: So I like this one to go chalk. You know, I try not to pick chalk every time, but I also want to give an accurate assessment of what I see playing out. And I see Oklahoma Wesleyan and Tabor as the top two teams in this conference. And I like Oklahoma Wesleyan sweeping the KCAC this year. You look at the shortstop Austin Soka, I mean, a Golden Spikes final is just an incredible player. Hitting 477, 82 hits, 14 home runs, 47 RBIs. Um, he does it all. He's done it all for years now. And uh, I just think Oklahoma Wesleyan's prime. I think they're a World Series contender.
0: I 100% agree with that. I think Oklahoma Wesleyan, World Series contender, 39-9. and Austin Soka, absolutely fantastic. Golden Spikes guy. This last part has, has been tough for me because I'm going to go off the page here. I'm going to go McPherson. 36 and 15, 22 and 11. They've played incredible right down the stretch. 36 wins is their most ever. And I've got to be honest with you. A couple of years ago, if you would have told me McPherson's going to win 36 games, I would have told you there's no chance. From my time at Northwood in Texas and and seeing them and playing them on a regular basis, would have told you there's no chance. That team has made an incredible turnaround. All credit goes to their coaching staff and their players. And so I'm going to go off the page here. I think McPherson, if things go their way, can make that happen. They've got a tough first game with York. But if they win that, I could see it happening. I could see McPherson doing something special and and finding their way into the dance. The Mid-South Conference from Bowling Green Ballpark in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Who qualifies for this one, Cody? Well, just the tournament champion. Cumberland's out of Kentucky is the number one overall seed, 43 and six. Georgetown is the number two seed, 42 and 11. Campbellsville, the three seed, 28 and 18. Cumberland, Tennessee, 30 and 21. And then Pikeville, the five seed, 24 and 25. The tournament will be like this Cumberland will take on U Pike, Georgetown versus Campbellsville. And then the game one winner will take on Cumberland's. Out of Kentucky. Always get myself confused between Cumberlands and Cumberland. Out of Kentucky and Tennessee. Cody, man, break this one down for me. The Mid-South Conference. It's going to be interesting.
1: I think this is a two-bid league. I think think Cumberlands and Georgetown are in. So I think it's potentially a three-bid league. You see a team like Campbellsville, who's always been strong in the postseason. Or even Cumberland make a run. Um, But I like Cumberlands to win it. I think they've been the best team in the conference. Obviously, you look at the record uh, 46 or 43 and six, 12 and three in the conference. But I th- yeah, I think Cumberland, I think Georgetown's in regardless. I think they've done enough. I think they've shown enough. You look what they did this weekend. They swept Campbell's bill. They're going to open up with a team. They just swept. So that'll be interesting to play them for the fourth time in a row. But, uh, yeah, I like those two teams. I really do, but uh, I'm going to go with UC.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I have to go with the same thing here. Cumberland's out of Kentucky, 43 and six. Like you said, Brian leaf, Brian Benz, 17 home runs each on the year. And then I think Georgetown's in. I mean, 42-11, and Chris Gilbody hitting 346, 63 hits, 33 RBIs this season for Georgetown. Uh, I I just don't see anything crazy happening in the Mid-South Conference. So uh, Cumberland's out of Kentucky is going to be my tournament champion. Georgetown would be my dark horse, but I have to agree with you. They're, They're in. Moving on here to the North Star from Charlie Brown Memorial Field in Valley City, North Dakota. Only one team qualifies in this conference, and it is the tourney champ. The number one overall seed is Bellevue at 37 and 14. They went 21 and 1 in conference play. Two seed Waldorf, three seed Valley City State. The four is Presentation, five Mayville State, six Viterbo. Tournament shapes up like this Waldorf versus Mayville State, Valley City State versus Presentation, Bellevue versus Viterbo. Cody, break it down quickly.
1: Yeah, I I just think this is Bellevue's tournament to lose. They've been 32-1 and since March 9th. Think about that. They've won 32 of their last 33. I mean, they've just been incredible. They're hitting three ninety-six in that span. I think Bellevue is going to run away with this tournament. I think they're going to secure the bid. They need to. They need to get this automatic bid. I think they get it done.
0: I'm going with Bellevue 100% here. It's Bellevue or the field, and I'd take Bellevue. I think Waldorf has had a great season, but I just don't see Monlux and Bellevue losing this tournament. JT Patterson has been absolutely incredible this year, just one tick short of 420 home runs, 73 RBIs. I, th- I think Bellevue wins the North Star and wins it in fashion. Red River Athletic Conference from Pilot Field in Shreveport, Louisiana. LSU Shreveport has already qualified for this tournament as the regular season champion. They are in to the opening round tournament and then the tournament champ. As well as if it is Shreveport, the runner-up will be into the opening round tournament as well. So the one seed LSU Shreveport forty-two and ten. The two seed Our Lady of the Lake in San Antonio, Texas, goes twenty-nine and twenty-two. The three seed is LSU Alexandria thirty-one and twenty-two. The four seed Texas A&M University Texarkana twenty-seven and twenty-seven. Texas College is the five seed at 25 and 30, and Jarvis Christian, 31 and 21, is the sixth seed. Our Lady of Lake, Texas College, LSUA versus Texas A&M University, Texarkana, Shreveport versus Jarvis. Cody, break it
1: down. I think Shreveport's the best team in the conference, but I think Alexandria is going to have the best weekend. I'm calling for the generals to win the tournament. I mean, look at 18 and 9 in conference. Look at Logan Constantine, 362, seven home runs, 40 RBIs. They just played this past weekend, three games, three-port-one, two-of-three, took the regular season title. I think Alexandria is going to get some revenge this weekend.
0: I could see LSUA absolutely being that that second team. I think really it comes down to between LSUA and Our Lady of Lake. Obviously, LSUS already in, but it's those two. And and Aaron Gonzalez for Our Lady of the Lake has been outstanding. 247 ERA, 76 and two-thirds innings pitch with 80 strikeouts. Obviously, you know Logan Constantine, and he's been fantastic this year. So, to me, it's between those two. I think a slight advantage to LSUA, 31-22 and 22 on the season. But Our Lady of Lake, don't overlook them. If they have a good tournament, they beat Texas College in that first one, and Texas College is scrappy. They're going to be tough to beat in that first one. But if they beat Texas College in that game, they can definitely make something happen in the Red River Athletic Conference tournament. The River States Conference from Veterans Memorial Stadium in Ohio, one team has already qualified for the opening round tournament and that is IU Southeast. The tournament champion will also head to the opening round tournament. If IU Southeast wins then it will be the runner up. So, IU Southeast, the one seed overall point park is the two seed at 30 and 15. IU Kokomo is the three seed 33 and 15. The University of Rio Grande at 34-18 and 18 is the four. Midway in the five. Asbury the six. IU Southeast versus Asbury. Point Park versus Midway. IU Kokomo versus Rio Grande. Cody, let me hear it. What are you thinking for the River States?
1: I'm thinking Deja Vu. 2018 all over again. Southeast wins the regular season. Point Park wins the tournament. I think PPU's finished strong. You know, they didn't start the gate probably what they wanted to, what they're usually expecting. But um, I think they finished really strong. I think they have the talent. You look at a pitcher like Ryan Huber, 10-0 and on the year, just perfect. 2.22 ERA, 44 innings pitched, 53 strikeouts. I think IU at Southeast and Point Park have a great rivalry going on. I know I'll be tuned into that, and I think that's going to be the championship matchup.
0: I honestly think it's between Point Park and IU Kokomo. That one, it goes either way. But it would not surprise me to see a Rio Grande. So you know what? I'm going to take Rio Grande. In this one, 34 and 18 on the season, Clayton Searle, 383 average, 75 hits, 43 RBIs. I just, I think Rio Grand can do it. And you know what? There, there's been a lot of movement in this conference. Credit to Point Park. They did not start how they wanted. They started extremely slow, but 30 and 15 overall, 18 and eight in River State's conference play. Huber has been fantastic. So Point Park up there makes the jump all the way to a two. But I'm still, for some reason, just Rio Grande speaks to me here. I'm going to go with URG. The Sooner Athletic Conference will be hosted at OCU and USAO. This one will be a great conference tournament. Number one overall seed USAO is 40 and 10, 24 and three in conference play. In their bracket, they will have the four seed Southwestern Christian, the five seed Wayland Baptist, and the eight seed. Southwest Assemblies of God out of Waxahachie, Texas. USAO will take on SAGU. Southwestern Christian will take on Wayland Baptist. In the Oklahoma City portion of the bracket, it'll be the number number two overall seed in the Sooner Athletic Conference in OCU. It'll also be the three-seed Texas Wesleyan, the six-seed Mid-America Christian, and the seven-seed Oklahoma Panhandle State. OCU and Panhandle State, Texas Wesleyan versus Mid-America Christian. Cody, give me the rundown.
1: You know, I think this bracket is absolutely loaded. Three top twelve teams in the country. I think it's like an opening round when you get down to it. But I'm going with the Drovers. I think they've, you know, closed the season on a 19 game winning streak. They have the best pitching staff in the country. The numbers don't lie. I just like USAO. I think they're probably one of my favorites to win in the World Series. Spoiler alert. But um I just really like USAO. I think Oklahoma City's really good. I think they could win a lot of conferences and I think they're a World Series contender too, but I'm going with USAO.
0: USAO has had a really good season, 40 and 10, OCU 43 and 11, Texas Wesleyan 41 and 12, Southwestern Christian, Victor Del Carmen, we have not talked about him enough. 2 1 3 ERA, 63 in the 3rd innings pitch, 10 and 0 with 90 strikeouts this season, but I still I'm I'm going to go with OCU here. I just I think OCU wins the tournament, and, and USAO would be the other team, and that that's tough to do because there are some really good teams in that conference, and this is what goes back to when I was talking about conferences with multi-bid. This is a, a more than two-bid conference. This is more than USAO and OCU, and I think Southwestern Christian at 36 and 13, as well as Texas Wesleyan at 41 and 12 should be into the tournament. And Southwestern Christian at least given strong consideration as one of those teams who would be on the bubble, depending on what goes on in these other tournaments from around the nation. Getting on here to the Southern States Athletic Conference from Patterson Field in Montgomery, Alabama. One team has already qualified for the opening round tournament, and that is Faulkner, the tournament champion. If that is Faulkner, the tournament runner-up will then qualify for the opening round tournament. So, the number one overall seed is Faulkner at 42-10. Middle Georgia, 37-12 is the two. Mobile, the three. Bethel, the four. Blue Mountain, five. William Carey, six. Martin Methodist, seven. And Bruton Parker, eight. Bethel versus Blue Mountain College. Mobile versus Carey. Middle Georgia versus Martin Methodist. And Faulkner versus Bruton Parker. Cody. Break this one down. What are you thinking for this one? Last year we said Faulkner versus the field. Middle Georgia won the tournament. What are your thoughts for this year?
1: Overcorrect. I'm going with Faulkner. I think get it done. I think they're the best team in the conference. I think Middle Georgia State um, is going to meet them in the championship game. So I think they're going to get the automatic bid, being that the Faulkner's going to win both. But uh, I think Middle Georgia is really good. I think they're really good. I've seen them beat a team in front of me that's really good twice. You look at Zach Cornell, 430, 12 home runs. Fifty-seven RBIs. I think Mobile can make some noise this year, but I, I just think Faulkner and Middle Georgia at a really high caliber.
0: I really think that this is Faulkner or Middle Georgia, and you. So I'm going to go Faulkner and Middle Georgia versus the field. I think those are the two teams that make it. I I think
1: you know go, safer for us.
0: Hey, you know what? Last year, Middle Georgia uh, was 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 uh, in our mentions. They were in my mentions. But you know what? I I think no matter what, they have nothing to worry about. I think Middle Georgia is in. They have played a really tough schedule this year. They have played a really good St. Thomas team and beaten that St. Thomas team. I think Middle Georgia at 37-12 and is in. Faulkner obviously in. So Middle Georgia would be my pick as the other team from this conference to make the tournament. And even if something crazy happened like last year, Middle Georgia is finding their way. Into the national tournament. A tournament that I got to call all of last season. I got to call every single game, every single pitch, and what a wild tournament it was. The Sun Conference tournament from 15 Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida. The spring training home to the Washington Nationals and former world champion Houston Astros. Have to throw that in there. Cody, does that not sound great? World champion Houston Astros.
1: Well, I think world champion anything sounds great. In thirty days we'll be crowning us an NAI a world champion. That sounds great to me.
0: That is. That does sound great. World champion of the NAI. That's what we're gonna call the winner of the NAI World Series this year. That's, the world champion. That's
1: the NAI. Come on, though. That someone in the NAI would do that.
0: Well, you know what? The NAI is international. You know, we, we have British Columbia. We're we're an international sport. In basketball, they've got the University of the Virgin Islands. This the NAI is international, so you know what? There it is.
1: Shout out to Winnipeg. We miss (laughs) y'all.
0: Let's take a look at the Sun Conference tournament here. The number one overall seed is Southeastern University, 47 and 8, 20 and 4 in conference play. The number two seed, St. Thomas University, 42 and 11. The three seed, Weber International, 33 and 18. Four seed, Kaiser University, 32 and 19. The five seed, Warner, 32 and 19 as well. And then the sixth seed is Thomas 24 and 24 Southeastern versus Thomas St. Thomas versus Warner Weber versus Kaiser Cody. Give me your thoughts on this conference tournament out in West Palm beach.
1: This conference is so good. Like it's so good. I don't think people understand like this conference is really good. The top five teams, it's like an opening round. Like, I mean, it's really not that far fetched. I mean, you look at Southeastern and St. Thomas, those are going to be one seeds on the road. One of them's gotta play two seed here. It's gonna be interesting.
0: I mean, don't don't you think that I mean, this is a this is definitely you, you could say southeastern St. Thomas in one seed somewhere. And then after that, do you get two more teams in? I don't think it's a five bid league. I think it's it's a four bid league at max, but could you it see is. it it being a four bid league?
1: Yeah, I think I think Kaiser's. You know, that's what we talked about when we started the show. Is Kaiser where you draw the line? I think Kaiser needs to have a good weekend. Get in, absolutely. And I think Weber's in. You can't punish Weber. I think Weber's a team people look at. Are you going to punish Weber for playing Southeastern, St. Thomas, Georgia, Gwinnett to start the year? Like, wh- look what they've done since then. Like, they played three top five teams. Like, cool. Like, I so I just I think this conference is really good.
0: No, I absolutely agree with you. And it's going to be tough for Kaiser. That Kaiser-Weber game is going to be important because Zach Spivey is going to throw that game for Weber, most likely. And he has been ridiculous this year. 103 in two-thirds innings pitch, 260 ERA, 9-4 and four record, 83 strikeouts. I'd love to see him all day go against Garrett Hall, who's hitting 433 for Kaiser with 10 home runs and 49 RBIs. Cody is obviously only one team. Wins the conference, wins the the bid here. It's a one bid league. Are you going with Southeastern St. Thomas? Or are you going with somebody else?
1: Well, see, last year, you know, if you remember, I remember you called it. Obviously, you remember St. Thomas was the heavy favorite going into the tournament, and it was Weber who stole the day. And you talk about a guy like Zach Spivey; he's just a dude. I'm going to go with Southeastern, though. I think getting swept at St. Thomas, obviously, they're going to be fired up to play this tournament. They obviously are; they're in. Like, obviously, they get that they're a lock. I think they're gonna be fired up, and I like Southeastern. I know some of my Bobcats fans are probably not gonna like that. I think St. Thomas is super talented too, but I like Southeastern. I think they just get it done.
0: My heart tells me to pick with my heart, and my heart says, go with your school. Kaiser is my school. <laughs> you know, and 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 I try not to be a homer. Uh Kaiser Ooh. is my school, but they they do have a tough road ahead of them. And it is so hard to pick against Kaiser. And I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it because my head says St. Thomas. Orlando Rodriguez in that first game versus Warner. I'm interested to see what Coach Pettis does with his pitching staff because Orlando Rodriguez has been fantastic. You throw him in that first game against Warner, you set up something down the road, and you still got Ian Exposito, who's been absolutely stellar this year. The three pitchers for St. Thomas, their weekend starters, have been outstanding. Ian Exposito going in game two. I think St. Thomas University, if they use their pitching right, has the correct amount of pitchers on this team to be able to win the Sun Conference Tournament. It takes more games to win the Sun Conference Tournament than it does to win an opening round tournament. A lot of the conferences are like that. St. Thomas, I think, has the pitching to do that. So I've got to go against my heart here. I'm going to go in my head, and St. Thomas University is going to be that team. Last but not least, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference hosted by Indiana Tech and Madonna. One team has already punched their ticket. Congratulations to Indiana Tech. If Indiana Tech wins the tournament, then the runner-up of the tournament will qualify for the opening round. The one seed is Indiana Tech with 33 wins and 14 losses, one draw. The two seed is Madonna. The three-seed is Lawrence Tech. The four-seed, Concordia University, Ann Arbor. The five-seed, Uno, Northwestern Ohio. And the six-seed, Cornerstone. Pod A, hosted by Indiana Tech, will have Concordia University, Ann Arbor. And Uno, the winner, will take on Indiana Tech. And then pod B, hosted by Madonna, will have Lawrence Tech versus Cornerstone. Winner takes on Madonna. Cody, man, we've finally come to the conclusion of our conference tournament rundown. Break the whack down for us. It has been wild. We reported five days in a row on the movements. Who was in? Who was out? Last but not least, Cornerstone was able to grab that final spot. You had nine teams vying for six spots. These are the six best in the whack. Tell me who's going to win it.
1: You ready for some more craziness? Now, people don't want this to happen because it's going to steal a bid, and I don't know why I think this is going to happen, but I just like Northwestern Ohio. I think they're going to find a way, man. It's crazy. You know, they haven't been the team they usually are this year. I think they would agree with that. But, you know, they still won 13 conference games. They've been able to compete in all these games. So I'm going with Uno. I just, I don't know. I just see it in my heart. I think Uno finds a way.
0: I'm definitely interested in this tournament. I think Indiana Tech wins the tournament. But Madonna, I I just think Madonna is just the second best team. And it's going to be interesting because... I could also see Lawrence Tech, and I could see Concordia and Arbor, but I think Madonna, Jalen Thompson hitting 340 with seven home runs, 44 RBIs, just is going to be able to help Madonna get over the hump there, be into the tournament, and be either, in my opinion, the runner-up to Indiana Tech. They're on fire right now. They're playing great baseball. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Blaine Milheim. 500 average, 80 hits on the season, five home runs, and 45 RBIs for Concordia University Ann Arbor. Just an incredible season there. Cody, we have reached the end. That is it. We've covered every single conference that there is in the NAI. We've given you a winner. You have given me a dark horse for every conference. But which one are you going to be watching the most of?
1: You know, I can honestly say I don't think I have one. that. be I mean, if we're being honest, maybe the AI tournament, if we're being completely honest. I will probably watch a little bit of all of them. The GSAC, I'm going to probably watch in its entirety. So maybe go GSAC, just because they play before everybody. There's only show in town right now. So I will, let's go GSAC.
0: I think GSAC is is definitely the way to go right now. If if it's Tuesday, you're listening to the podcast. After you're done listening to the podcast, go ahead and tune in to the GSAC tournament. Uh, just from experience, the Sun Conference tournament is going to be outstanding, and that's because I'm a little bit biased. But the Sooner Athletic Conference, I think, is going to be a great one. Also, you've got OCU and Texas Wesleyan in the same pod there. Uh, I would not be. I would love to watch Faulkner take on Middle Georgia whenever that time comes, and I'm almost certain that time will come. But also, the Wolverine Hoosier has been absolutely insanity all season long, so I'm looking forward to that tournament as well. It's going to be nonstop action all week long we're going to have some periscopes for you this week we'll go over some of the biggest tournaments and scores from around the nation all week and weekend long we will cover them we will have periscopes of course any eyeball will be all over it so cody before we go final thoughts
1: i guess i was just thinking more on the question you asked a minute ago now that i think about it if you're in a semi-final or a championship game i'm probably going to watch it you know it's a great thing about phones and tablets and everything like that now yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: inevitable. We're watching you, and you should be watching those games as well. So, as always, for all of your news, stats, information, sp- scores from around the nation, NAI Ball on Twitter. That's at NAI Ball. Follow Cody himself. He keeps us up to date 24 7, 365. For myself, you can follow me at Rob G1063. Willing to talk some NAI baseball with you whenever you want. As well as, you should be following our. Title sponsor Silverback Sports. Follow them at shop Silverback. If you're getting ready to get a hotel out in Lewiston, Idaho, don't forget to check in to the hotel, the official hotel of the NAI Ball Podcast, the Fairbridge Hotel in Lewiston, Idaho, less than a mile away from Harris Field. That'll do it for us this week. The next time we talk to you, it'll be via Periscope, and the next time we have a podcast, We'll be talking opening round tournament. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Hey guys, Robbie Gutierrez here, host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports was created by coaches and for coaches. They are supplying over 100 colleges around the nation with bands and ballistic plyo balls in throwing and hitting sets. On top of it all, they now offer mini rebounders and leather wrist weights. They have top quality products at affordable prices. Find it all at ShopSilverback.com and follow them on Twitter at ShopSilverback. Silverback Sports, the alpha in arm care and training essentials.